I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Tri-tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Hey all, uh, Sarah Gross here. Unfortunately, my podcast mate Sarah is unable to join us tonight. Did that sound like real crying? Did you believe me? Um, yeah, Sarah unfortunately got pulled away at the last minute, and so she's not able to record this evening. So unfortunately, you are stuck with me. But I do have some a couple items of good news to go over. So don't give up on me just yet. Um, we this is our 200th episode of if we were riding and interestingly I just went back and checked just now so if there are any new listeners um which I don't think there are many honestly I think most of you have been here from the beginning for the whole journey um and I'm so grateful for you and also I need to give you shit because we haven't heard from any of you lately so we definitely need a little voicemail or something um to make Sarah and I continue to believe that that there are people out there listening. Um, no, but really like it's our 200th episode. I did, I recorded a hundred episodes with Kelly O'Mara. So Kelly, who, um, I'd love to get on the show again soon. Um, just went through the downsizing of triathlete magazine and the canceling of the actual print magazine that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, she was my first host and the, uh, and the reason the podcast is called If We Were Riding was because Kelly had an amazing newsletter that some of you may remember called If We Were Riding. And um, it was a beloved newsletter in the triathlon space. And then when she got her job at triathlete, it was considered a bit of a conflict of interest. So Kelly was no longer able to continue with us. So that also brought me sadness. But she, on our 100th episode, we went back through like all of our favorite Kelly episode or Kelly moments. So if anyone wants to listen to that, I, I would love to go back and listen to that sometime this week. Cause I think that is probably pretty fun. Um, Kelly had some pretty, Kelly had some pretty great rants oh, back in the day. Anyway, a hundred episodes, even with Kelly. And then this would have been my 100th episode with Sarah, uh, but unfortunately she's unable to make it. So we're just going to like, I feel like we're going to put like the pause button or something on this episode. Like, can we call this episode 199B? I think we should. I think this is like 199B and then, or 199.5 or something like that. And then we're going to move on to episode 200 next week when Sarah's back. But for this week, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to go into a very fun, feisty announcement. Let's talk about Orca for a minute. In 2018, Orca approached me at the Ironman World Championships in Kona and said, Hey, we love what you are doing and we want to support women better. So we are designing products specifically for women rather than just, you know, shrinking the men's products. And we want your help. That's me, Sarah, and Feisty Media. 
that they were asking for help from. Not only that, but I personally find that my Orca wetsuit is the best I've ever had for flexibility and buoyancy, and I definitely wish I had found it when I was racing pro. Fast forward four years, and Orca has launched their new triathlon wetsuits and other gear designed specifically for women. I'm so proud to have been part of this process, so you can order your very own wetsuit and other fab products for 15% off using the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. That's Iron Women, the name of one of our amazing triathlon podcasts, IRONWOMEN1515 at orca.com. As a former pro triathlete who now does very amateur crossfitting for fun and is in perimenopause, meaning I can't count on my hormones to be consistent anymore, one of my main limitations is the speed at which I build muscle. It just doesn't come easily for me. I wanted to make sure I am actually getting the benefits of the little time I do have to work out. That's why Amino Co's Perform is the perfect product for me. It tastes good and I just sip on it before and during my workouts. The AminoCo's Perform formula has clean ingredients and is great for your everyday routine to help give your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger from workouts. What's even better is that AminoCo's Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher, Dr. Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 2.30 whoa, and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. So if you are looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram for gram basis than any other protein source. To try it yourself and get 30% off, Use the code RIDING, R-I-D-I-N-G, when you visit aminoco.com forward slash riding. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com forward slash riding. So for those who are regular listeners of all the feisty podcasts, will you will you may already know this. Um, so I apologize for the repeat, but um, I have a really fun announcement about a new podcast by Feisty Media that we've been working on. It's actually like a short series. Sorry, I have to apologize. My kids like gaming in the background and I record in the evenings on Wednesday, usually with Sarah, <laughs> um, with my glass of wine, which I have, I do have right now. Um, so it means that I'm at home, but uh, she is, I asked her to be quiet, but 11 year olds don't understand recording podcasts that well. So the new series is called Nine Voices for Title Nine. And basically our podcast hosts, which I think we talked about this last week, banded together and seven of us, two of us did two interviews, but seven of us did an interview each. Uh, about for, of women who have um, had an impact on Title Nine. We, we interviewed the uh, daughter of the woman who wrote the law and a bunch of athletic directors who currently work, athletes, people who lived through the change. It's actually, it's, my whole team is super stoked about it. So for today's episode, for those who haven't heard it yet, I just want to present the trailer for the Title IX podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, go over to the women's 
the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast feed and subscribe there and you'll get all nine episodes chalked chalk full of amazing history about women's sports. But uh, yeah, so Celine Yeager, who is the host of the Hit Play Not Pause podcast at Feisty, is my co-host and we introduce all of the interviews and we also recorded this lovely trailer for your listening pleasure. Hey, Sarah Gross here. I'm Katherine Taylor. Sarah True here. Hey there, this is Dr. Shauna Payne-Gold. Celine here. I'm Haley Chura. Hey, it's Alyssa Gadeski here. I'm a professional triathlete, Ironman champion, professional triathlete, health and fitness writer, a gravel cyclist, two-time Olympia, and former All-American triathlete, founder and CEO of Feisty Media. None of us would have had the opportunities we've had in sports without the passing of Title IX and the changes that came in its wake. So, as the hosts of Feisty Media's podcasts, we decided to band together and create a series to tell the stories behind the law that changed everything. This special series will be presented on the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast feed. Subscribe now to the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast. This is nine. 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 Hey, Celine. Hey, Sarah. Hey, so we are here because we have an exciting new series that's coming out here at Feisty. I know everyone is like behind the scenes excited about it. We're trying to be low-key excited because it technically doesn't launch until next week. And and I know, I know myself, I really want to share, you know? Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, we have a new series called nine voices for title nine and it's all about, well, I'm going to let you talk about what title nine is, but, um, the reason I love this part of the reason I love this so much is it's the first time since feisty has sort of grown over the last couple of years. And we have multiple hosts from, from multiple podcasts that we produce coming together to work together on this project. So all of our, each of our hosts, um, actually interviewed a different person, um, who was somehow involved either around at the time of the law, involved in making the law, or affected as an athlete by the law. Uh, so um, yeah, it's it's kind of exciting. Yeah, it really is. And I think what's cool about it is that we have all ourselves personally been impacted by Title IX, even if we didn't recognize it at first, you know, a lot of people, a lot of us in the staff to be completely transparent with everybody, like they might be, are, have educated ourselves about Title IX, right? You know, we all knew it existed, but it it's that kind of thing. That's a phrase that gets thrown around a lot, but I think a lot of people don't even understand that, you know, it, it came about as a civil rights law, you know, in 1972 in the US, and it was passed as part of an Education Amendments Act. And it prohibits sex-based discrimination in school or education program, but it wasn't really designed around athletics at first, but it very much created a sea change in athletic opportunities for girls and women in sport. And along that, I mean, it was, it was transformational, but also there are roadblocks and different barriers to it too. So I think that I learned a ton from this series. And I think that everybody involved in it learned a ton from this series. And that maybe is one of the most exciting parts of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I definitely, I knew about Title IX 
I don't know. I think because I'm a historian, like, so by nature, I have this little, like, if I hear something, I Google it and I right. try to figure out the history. Um, so I, I knew about the effects of the law on um, women's sports. But when I was a kid growing up, like our, I recognized that like the pinnacle of women's sports at that time was either like you going to the Olympic games, which was like a bit of a long shot for most of us, um, or like getting a scholarship to go to a US university, like as a Canadian kid. And I now am thinking, oh, that is a reflection of like Title IX and how like money was no longer able to only be dispersed mostly to men's sports, you know? And so like that created just tons and tons of opportunities um, and that I had like internalized by the time I was like seven or eight years old, completely realized what those opportunities were. Yeah, no, it's, it, it was definitely transformational. And I think, I think what is important too, that becomes very obvious is that the work is not done. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So what was some of the, you know, like you and I each did two interviews and what we're going to do is for our audience, like Celine and I are going to, every week we're going to do like introduce each of the interviews, but our podcast hosts have actually sat down with different women and, and actually done the interview. So you'll hear a little bit of Celine and I, but it will be all different voices throughout the series. Uh, but what are some of the things that stand out for you, Celine? Yeah, I mean, what stands out is that some of these women like intentionally went into their missions to make history, to change mm -hmm. the course of history for us and that we now have a responsibility to do the same because I was perfectly willing just to sit on my laurels and be like this is done but it's just, just so much not done yeah and I think you're saying you sit on your laurels but like you're absolutely not sitting on your laurels no, and change every well, day for women <laughs> right I guess I don't think of it in this but in that context of of what title nine wanted to do as far as equity in institutions, you know, I mean, I, I tried to do cultural change, but it's interesting, like we want to create an empowering culture, right? So we do that. But this institutional piece is a really big important yes. part of that. And mm -hmm. I don't like that part of my brain is not necessarily always switched on. And this series really did switch on that part of my brain. Yeah, I love that. I did. I remember doing like a, a one of my um, feminist history classes when I was in university. One of the questions we, we had on an essay was, do you, do you need a law to change to make change for women, right? And you could argue kind of like yes or no on that. And so if you argued yes, like a lot of people would argue around Title IX and that ac actually you have to make something illegal or nothing changes because people don't give up power and privilege just because you ask them to. <laughs> you <know>? Never. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then on the flip side, like I do think we can, um, because I'm so obviously, I'm so much into like this, like if we can get a loud voice to change our cultural messaging, we can make a change that way too. Or even in terms of like individual institutional policies and examining that kind of stuff. That's like that layer below the law. It's not like, it doesn't have to be a change in the law of the land. But yeah, I'm with you. I have a newfound respect for actually the women like, like Patsy Mink, who we hear about from in our first episode next week, like who actually like understood that like there was a repetitive pattern that was generational that she observed in her mother and she knew that like she was going to have the same opportunities or lack of opportunities if she didn't stand up and do something and then she kind of went all the way like the first woman of color in congress like she kind of just kept pushing throughout her life and it seemed like wendy mink the way she talks about it like it was her calling 
you know? Um, and I just, yeah, I was just like sort of so inspired by that, by the women who go, Hey, like I'm, I'm going to go and make a change at the top level. Right. Cool. Okay. So what do folks, what can we, um, hope for? So nine weeks starting next week, um, on June 16th, we launch. that's a Thursday. And then after that, we have nine episodes. The actual 50th anniversary of title nine is on June 23rd. Um, so who else can we expect to hear from along the way? We can expect to hear from uh, Bobby Gibb, who is the first woman to actually run the Boston Marathon, which I think a lot of people don't know, you mm-hmm. know, because they think of Catherine Switzer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janet Cohn, who's the athletic director at University of North Carolina at Asheville. Amanda Levy, which I really enjoyed. She's a professional MMA fighter and Title IX maybe didn't work in her favor right out of the gate there as a wrestler. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot. We have a lot of great guests coming on and from a variety of aspects. Yeah, I can't wait to hear from Amanda. And also, um, who, Sarah, Sarah True, who's my uh, co-host on If You Were Writing, she, her husband's neighbor is Joni Benoit Samuelson. <laughs> and so <laughs> she is, she's like, I just know her as Joni. I'm like, okay. But That's yeah, awesome. I, I'm stoked to hear from her too. Like the first champion, uh, the, the first women's marathon champion, the first year they had the women's marathon in the Olympic games, um, Joan Benoit. So yeah, we've got some really cool interviews coming up over the next nine weeks. Um, and if you don't already subscribe to the feisty women's performance podcast feed, um, you may be listening on that now, but if you're not go over there and subscribe there and that's where you'll find all the, um, episodes drop. And the first one drops on June 16th. Stay tuned. Uh, when it's legal, then it will be accepted. At this particular point, it's not legal for a woman to box. Well, I would just love to see the girls get into sports. Maybe that'll straighten out some of the situation that they have, because women think that they can really be do the things that men can do. I don't really think so. Fifty years ago, women and girls had few opportunities to participate, let alone excel, in sports. Women's programs were underfunded and worse. Some considered it improper and unfeminine to participate. Uh, my personal feelings are that a woman is supposed to be feminine. Uh, I do know if I'm on the subway and a woman comes on the subway, I'll get up. If there's no other seats, I'll give her my seat. But if the woman is a boxer, I'm not going to get up and I'm not going to hold the door. In 1972, the U.S. government passed a law prohibiting sex-based discrimination in government-funded education programs, including high school and college sports. The, the type of woman who tends to excel in sports um, naturally tends to be a, a, a more highly motivated um, uh, type of individual than, than men because they haven't come up through a pampered athletic system. It hasn't been easy. It has not been easy. In a new series by Feisty Media, we explore the stories behind the law that changed everything. This special series will be presented on the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast feed. Subscribe now to the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast. This is nine. 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 The fastest path to living healthier, longer starts inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. 
It was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. That's quite a list. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier longer. When I do my Inside Tracker tests, I always use the mobile blood draw service. It's amazing because you can enjoy a premium lab experience in the comfort of your own home or your office. All you have to do is book a time that suits your schedule and they will come to you. The scheduling is easy and they send you text alerts so you'll get appointment updates and notifications when your Inside Tracker health analysis and custom action plan are ready to view. It's great for busy people who want to save time. So if you want to try Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw service and find out what's going on inside your body for your health, go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty and get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com forward slash F-E-I-S-T-Y. Tell me to stop my town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.